Ladies and gentlemen, from the beautiful Golden Horseshoe in Disneyland, California, we're proud to present the thrilling Golden Horseshoe Review. Disney has this weird sort of way of phoning in things that shouldn't be phoned in and not phoning in the things that they should. <laughs> you know? Right now, though, they're doing Avatar Land stuff, which it sounds like they are not phoning Sounds in. like it. I don't think James Cameron will let them phone that in. Yeah, James Cameron is acting like Joe Rowling is over at Universal. Yeah. Um, and, and that guy, like, James Cameron is a lot of things, but he is an, an, an immense perfectionist. Immense. Yes. You know? And I don't think that he will allow them to do anything that is not perfect. And, yeah, uh, and, I agree. And, and so you've got him on one side, and then you've got Joe Rody on the other side, who, in my opinion, has executed his theme park better than anyone else in a long time and has never strayed from you know in the initial uh, concept of the park. Right. Until now. And Avatar, well, I, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I think Avatar does fit into that because it tells sort of the same general story. The, the the conservationist story, you know, and like I, I sort of agree. I, I being agree in harmony with nature, you know, and so it's it kind of, it doesn't fit as much as Beastly Kingdom would have, not even close, <laughs> but I I don't think it's that much of a departure, you know. Yeah, I, there's sort of, there, there's definitely kind of an eco sentiment there. I get definitely. I get that part. The part that I don't get for Avatar Animal Kingdom is it feels to me a little bit like giving up like the the park is there to tell us about the majesty and uh, wonder of the animal world uh-huh and it's like okay we finished that up now what do we do let's do aliens yep it, it feels it feels yeah. like it's totally they think they've played it out yeah i i feel like that park like there's some amazing parts like asia and africa are both amazing mm-hmm. but like the centerpiece also bugs me there i mean to convey just how incredible the natural world is we're going to build a giant plastic tree <laughs> a fake tree yeah right like then that's the only way we can convey how incredible nature is uh-huh. there's like a weird dissonance there for me yeah and avatar plays into that a little bit also i could see that well, Greg, I think that you're right, that for me, I think it's, it's very strange. It feels like they gave up. I, I feel like like this was probably the best, the best case scenario for building something that's like Beastly Kingdom. Because that's what they wanted to do in the first place. And for, for, those of you, for those listening at home, Beastly Kingdom was the original. Originally, Animal Kingdom had two sort of phases. There was this one for real animals and one that was for fantastical animals. And, you know, dragons, wyverns, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, weirdly enough, a lot of the stuff that was designed for Beastly Kingdom actually made its way over into Islands of Adventure because some of the deposed designers just went over there with their designs. And so that's how the original dueling dragons got built and things like that. So little little history for you. Right. And so for those who don't know, also, Avatar Land is being built at Animal Kingdom in kind of the southwest uh, corner of that park that was... The Lion King Camp Mini Mickey. Camp Mini Mickey. Okay. Yeah. It was the, the only thing there was the Lion King show, and it was it was kind of a disastrous area of the park in general. There was meet, meet and greets and the festival of the Lion King. Yeah. So it's it's good use of the space, and it's it is in the place uh, where Beastly Kingdom was originally supposed to be, but uh, I think it's their only shot because you know the, the the park is weird. It's like it's a it's a beautiful park. It's amazing. It's amazing in every way. I I actually think it's the prettiest stateside um, Disney park. It, the, yeah, the the level of detail true. in Animal Kingdom astounds me every time, and it's like I feel, but it need it needed something so bad that, to to get keep people in the park. But why Avatar Land? 
Why I, not I, almost anything else? Because Disney's so stingy about their stateside stuff that they're not because the, they're not funding it totally. It's you so know. Here, part, here's part of what I think. I think Harry Potter had them spooked. Yep, they, they couldn't get Star Wars at that point in time, and Avatar was a good. Avatar was the most popular movie of all time. And to be honest, okay, so now after bagging on why I think it shouldn't be an Animal Kingdom, I can say now that I think actually it's going to be incredible. Mm-hmm. I, I think it will be incredibly beautiful and probably a better. I think it's probably a better um, theme park property than Star Wars, to be honest. Maybe not in terms of draw. I'm not certain about that part. But in terms of how it will actually manifest itself. Yeah, I think in terms of immersion and sense of place, it's much better. It may play out to be just like Cars Land, where not everyone was excited about the movie. Uh But maybe everyone will be really excited about the theme park. I think you hit the nail on the head. Because I'm not a Cars fan, and I love Cars Land. Because it's one of the it's one of the situations where they knocked it out of the park, and I think that Avatar has a has a has a really good chance, especially because because now they're extra spooked about Harry about uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter because people love it so much that they're juicing it with even more money now. So everybody who's working on both Star Wars Land and on Avatar is probably super happy that that thing exists. Because it's got Disney. Because, you know, Disney can be a little reactionary at times. And, and, and so they're being quite reactionary now. And they're funneling money into both those projects, which I think is a great thing. It's a good time to be a theme park fan. But now Star Wars, though. Star Wars is great. It's so weird. It's like I, I love the fact that they've got it. I love the fact that they're going to do something for it. I think that every plan I've read so far of how they're going to handle it is strange. Talk just a bit about what those plans are so people know what you're talking about. There's a, there's a big plan for Disney studio, Disney's Hollywood Studios in Florida because that park is fundamentally broken. We t- touched on this on some earlier shows. But now they really think that it needs, it needs work because the whole park has schizophrenia. It's, you know, it's like it's a bunch of different things and not all of them agree. And so the idea right now is to sort of rework that park from a fake studio into an actual theme park that has different lands. So to the left, where Indiana Jones stunt show is and Hollywood and Dine and the 50s Primetime Cafe and all that stuff, basically all that stuff is going to go. And over there is where they're going to start building Star Wars Land. And I believe they're going to build it generally around sort of the Moss Eisley uh, aesthetic with different rides that are from different pieces of the Star Wars universe. And also, we can probably say goodbye to the great movie ride. I've heard that too. Which is too bad, which is kind of weird because they're going to have to build a new weenie for the park. Well, I'm I'm not sure the Chinese theater is going away. Oh yeah, uh, I'm not certain about that. I have heard oh. the rumor I heard uh, from I think from Jim Jim Hill was that mm-hmm. they're putting a, uh, a, a roaming vehicle ride, you know, like uh, Pooh's Honey Hunt, inside uh-huh. Great Movie Ride. But uh, he, I did not get the sense they were tearing down that building. But who knows? Do you know what would be a great ride to put in there? The great Star Wars movie ride. Where you could just ride through different scenes of Star. That Wars. would be cool. Now that that actually makes sense because you could do some pretty cool things inside. You can do Dagobah, you could do Cloud was, City, you could do there's all kinds hmm. of fun stuff. Was there a Star Wars premiere at that theater? There was. That was yes. the original premiere of Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, they should theater. totally decorate the outside as if it was constantly the Star Wars premiere. They totally should. That's a good idea. Okay, I'll, I'll just That's mention quickly really my, my other idea. They should there should be a movie premiere there every night of some Disney movie. That's yeah. a cool idea too. Anyway. Um, I like that. So when I visualize Moss Eisley there, like part of me thinks like, okay, that's cool. I think that's that's going to be hard to make visually arresting, I think. I, I agree. I think you can make it visually authentic. Yes. You know? 
But is it going to really impress people? Is the thing? right? They they like I've heard a rumor they're going to build like a full size Imperial Walker and stuff like that. And there are things you can do to kind of juice it. Again, I think as it, it's but an odd thing to say. Sense. It's an odd thing, right? Because Star Wars is an amazing property, but I think it's to be honest not as good a theme park property as either Harry Potter or Avatar. Well, I, I, I wonder agree. then. I, I wonder then if they don't necessarily theme things. As if they were from the movie, but theme it around movies. I mean, Lucas is definitely a filmmaker, and I think that Lucasfilm is built around this principle, and that the Star Wars premiere, like, that happened at the Chinese theater, I think that if they build around that idea, then I think it can be a great theme park property. And, you know, maybe, I mean, I'm just spitballing here, but if they made, like, the Chinese theater basically the entrance to that area... That could be really cool. You know, you walk through, idea. you walk through, you know, the Chinese theater to like go experience Star Wars for the first time. And you end up in a very highly themed area of all sorts of really cool, like Star Wars universe, like planets. That's a fun idea. Cause I think that does work. And that the, the mental model of the guest would, would stay intact. It's not going to confuse anybody. That's my, con- that's my concern. My biggest fear with Star Wars is that in order to, to make a, a land, out, a very, very big land out of it, they're going to have to flesh out a lot of things that aren't really spelled out in the movies. They're going to have to insert a lot of detail. For mm-hmm. Harry Potter, you had the books to work off of, and so there's just a lot of things you can yeah. pack in there. But, okay, so and what they're going to do, my fear is, is they'll flesh out Star Wars with lots of jokes and puns. Because, uh, <laughs> to be honest, Star Wars has almost turned at least from a merchandise sense, into this kind of humor slash kids property. Yeah. Like a lot of, there's a lot of humor at the, ex- at the expense of the characters. And there's a mm-hmm. lot of, just a lot of goofiness, to be honest. It doesn't, yeah. the, mo- the the merchandise, et cetera, does not really take the movies seriously. It's normally like, you know, Mickey dressed up as Yoda or something like that. Right. And even the Star Tours Q, et cetera, like a lot of humor where the movies, at least the original trilogy, like don't have very much humor, barely, barely any at all. It's all snarky dialogue, right? Right. Yeah. Just that—that's how it, how the humor lives in there. Uh-huh. And so, there's that piece I'm concerned about. The other piece is like there's rumors of things like they'll have a spinner ride, but the center is the Death Star, and it's got X wings flying around it. I heard and that. it's like, if I walk through Moss Eisley, there is no Death Star spinner ride with kids flying in tiny X wings, right? Like, You've right. broken the fiction of what you're trying right. to, to sell. That's, and that's actually the brilliance of what Universal pulled off, is that because Diagon Alley exists in, in England as a real place, they built London, you know? And right. they built the, the entrance to Diagon Alley just like it is in the books, and it makes complete sense. But they also they didn't feel the need to build a teacup ride clone there. Yeah, right. That's right. a re- that's the kind of rest- and they also don't have cruddy merchandise that said I survived Gringotts. Yeah, they live that story all the way through. They yep. don't compromise on anything, and Disney has not shown that kind of discipline in a lot of areas. No, they haven't, and it and they I believe should. They did it quite well in Cars Land. Oh, uh, those 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 tire hats though, and like no, the no, 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 no. Hats don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, I think that the merchandise is dumb. Yeah, but I think that they did a very very good job making the area look like actually the film. I agree, and they the agree. rides themselves are beyond that. 
and you can you can walk up to what appears to be Luigi's Casadea tires, and you can walk into Luigi's Casadea tires, and it looks like Luigi's Casadea tires. I, yeah. I agree. Now, but also, Cars Land is a universe where you can stuff kitty rides in it, though, and it still feels fine to me. Yeah. Like it doesn't really break the the feeling of the world. Yeah. Whereas doing that to Star Wars or Harry Potter to me undermines the whole thing. Yeah, Star Wars to me, and this would never happen, but it needs its own park. It needs it needs like a fully realized sense of place where all of these different areas can make sense. But then to me the problem you know? actually gets exacerbated then where okay, so now you have to have something for 5-year-olds in yeah. your Star Wars park whereas have, in a land yeah. you could arguably so, get get ar- get around that. That's yeah, true. so which world then is the kid world? Is it Tatooine? Is it Hoth? Is yeah. it Coruscant? Then you have to pick a, a thing because then you have to have your, you know, your Fantasyland or your Toontown. Yeah, you have to have your Bugs Land somewhere. Just Jar Jar Land. I'm also. I'm not saying that that you can't have kids rides in Star Wars Land, but you have to be a lot more creative than the, the Dumbo clone. Yeah, totally. you have to be. You have to be creative and tasteful about it. But it's definitely going to prove difficult for them to to cater this area to adults and children. I think children will just love it no matter what, mm-hmm. but adults have to also love it. But I think that for Hollywood studios, especially whatever they do with it, they have, they undoubtedly are thinking about how this can be a better venue for star Wars weekends. Oh yeah, for sure. And the thing is the star Wars is a funny property for Disney because I guess Marvel falls in this category too, but they haven't really explored it. But star Wars is a property where people, kill each other a lot you know right Mm -hmm. and and so if you have characters walking around you know you've got like you know you've got some jedis and some sith lords walking around uh do they fight uh, what do they do when they meet each other they have to turn them into they have to turn it into a joke kind of yeah yeah and that's and that's that's trouble well i don't know i mean does do disney villains are they totally jokey not all of them are yeah, but they all come from movies that are not as inherently violent as Star Wars. When they bring them to the parks, they do. Mm-hmm. Like when they had that like Disney Villains live show I saw like two weeks ago. Like, yeah, sure. That. But I mean, the, the actual characters who walk around, they play their characters very well. Now, some of them have masks like Captain Hook. And he's, and to be honest, in the movie, he's very much a joke character. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. Now, but then you run into someone like Cruella de Vil, who is legitimately evil in the yeah. film. And yeah. who is legitimately evil in the park. Same with Lady Tremaine. They're actually kind of bitches. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the most fun characters in the park are probably those. I had so much fun once with a Cruella. It was just, it was amazing. She just, she just would have none of it, you know? We were talking to her. She just didn't give a shit at all, you know? Sneering at us, just, just bored. It was great. With Star Wars stuff, they've had Star Wars characters in the parks before. They do this in Tomorrowland at Disneyland, at least right now. And they occasionally have stormtroopers and Darth Vader come out and walk around. Yeah. The thing is, they do not pose for photos because that is not within their character. Uh huh. Now there are villains who like to have their photos taken at Disneyland, like Cruella Deville, uh-huh. but she's also a vain bitch. So it's not <laughs> uncommon that she wants to have her photo taken. Same with Lady Tremaine. Like their dialogue when you go up to them is like how they can marry into your family or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
But with with Darth Vader, there's no dialogue. He yeah. doesn't need to talk to you. No. And then when the stormtroopers are out, if you try to take a picture of them, they walk away from you. <laughs> like they're very actively in character. Yeah. And if you ever say something like, "There's a droid over there. Is that the one you're looking for?" They will turn around and walk that way. <laughs> they will absolutely play very well into their characters. So, so I that's think fun. that. I think that this, the thing that they're doing with Marvel right now in regards to characters is they're locking them all up inside interventions. Yeah. And that allows them to not be out in the area and cause any trouble. And I think that it's very weird for Thor and Captain America and probably for, well, I'll say Robert Downey Jr., not for Iron Man, <laughs> for Tony Stark maybe, that mm-hmm. those are all characters that, well, they're very handsome looking people. Yeah, And they are people that, like Jack Sparrow, I think, uh, girls want to hang out with and oh, see for sure. and maybe talk. Just in the same way that creepy dudes do to Disney princesses. Yep. But I yep. think that right now they're eliminating a lot of that by not having them walk around freely, which uh-huh. doesn't allow for problems to happen. But I think that with <laughs> Star Wars, what they're going to do is they're going to make sure that they play in characters and maybe don't take photos unless they're friendly. Yeah. I have seen some really funny character moments with Darth Maul. Actually, he they, like they actually execute they execute him very well, and his his manner with the guests is pretty funny, and that's kind of fun. That is that is fun. Like having like this character who's obviously kind of evil, but is sort of still just weirdly putting up with being in a theme park setting. I, I find I find that inherently amusing. That here's this super evil grouchy dude who's like getting his picture taken with a lady, you know? Right. And I think that Darth Maul makes less sense than someone like Darth Vader walking around. Darth Vader walking around can kind of be just be pissed. And because you don't see his face, he's not a face character. Yeah. So he doesn't have to rely on talking to you or doing anything. He just has to be there. And I think that's something that can be really great about maybe not even Marvel characters, but at least Star Wars characters is that those baddies could totally just walk around and that would be the glory of them. How awesome would it be just to see Boba Fett walking around? He would totally not talk to anyone. Oh, yeah. He would mind his own goddamn business. Totally. And it would be awesome. He'd just be lurking. Right. Just lurking at the periphery. But If they had the discipline to have him lurking at the periphery, that would be amazing. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'll be surprised if they have that kind of discipline, but we'll see. Well, Greg, I think you really touched on a good point earlier in that that – it sounds like they're going to build Moss Eisley and mm-hmm. Moss Eisley done up exactly like the movie in no way will be more impressive than Diagon Alley. It's just impossible. No. It has to because, be juiced in some way because there's, because there's just not enough detail. It's just well, not as yeah. interesting. And it's, and it's an area that is inherently boring. I yeah. mean, it's not they're, like they're a bunch of poor people there. living on the outer ring. It's not, it's not that interesting. Yeah. There's nothing interesting happening there. Yeah. And to be honest, I think that the only thing we ever actually saw in Mos Eisley, at least in the original trilogy was the cantina. Yep. It was the, the only internal scene that there was. There the cantina is interesting, else. but, but, but how interesting, I mean, they're going to have blue milk and they're going to have the band. What else can you do there without, besides showing people get their arms cut off, which isn't going to happen, you know? So well, you're going to have a pod racer ride, duh. <laughs> they do have they do have a, a very interesting challenge that Universal did not have with with Harry Potter for sure. What locations in the Star Wars universe are really well suited for an immersive place? Right. I mean, they have amazing, you know? memorable locations in the movies, but they're not places I especially wanted to go to. Yeah, and and, and a right. lot of them are in space. 
Right. Well, there's there's uh, there's Cloud City. There's Hoth. Yep. Yep. There's Dagobah. There's Tatooine. There's the Death Star. A lot of them take place during daytime and outside. Yep. And that is not something that Disney strives well to do in regards to a lot of attractions. Now, sure, they have some thrill rides and stuff that take place outdoors, but a vast majority of the really fantastic rides that Disney does are indoors. Mm -hmm. I mean, they could probably do Coruscant inside. They could zip you around something like, you know, inside Coruscant, which Mm -hmm. would look cool. Well, my other fear is that it's going to be all sort of movie-based attractions. That's going to be simulator, all all simulator-type things, movie things, Mm -hmm. and no kind of, you know dark ride type things. I did hear that the their main thrill ride I think is a uh is a some sort of a simulator based on these speeder bikes from uh Endor. Yeah. And and which sounds great, but it's but still I don't want that. I want the Tron coaster technology with a screen in front of it that's that simulates a place when I'm moving in for real. I do not want to just sit on a speeder bike and what and and pretend I'm moving. Right. Don't want that and at all. The weird you know? thing about that also is you have Star Tours sitting right there. Yeah. Right. So you've already done that shtick once. Yeah, it's miniature Star Tours. Now, yeah. if if you could come up with a way to maybe sort of Im, Im, you know, immerse the the guest in some sort of like an Oculus Rift sort of te- technology where you have a, something yeah. on your head and you can move around and it it's and it's really realistic in that way, maybe, but like I I want more than that. I mean, it's it's time for simulators to grow up. You know? Yeah, I definitely don't want a place that's just like the second level of innovations where everyone's looking at a screen. Totally. And you think about like what, what Universal did with the Hogwarts Express is basically what I've wanted forever, which is something that literally moves, but right. they pair it with, with footage of something that is, that is miraculous. That's yeah. what I want, and that's what I want out of Star Wars, and they better deliver it, you know? Yeah, there's, Star Wars is a pretty tall order and requires a lot, and there are very very adamant fans yep. that they want something done exactly right. I mean, Star Wars fans are notably very picky. Yep. And, you know, if it isn't right, they will surely tell you. Yeah. I mean, Star Wars Land is, is at first blush, you're like, oh, wow, that's be a perfect thing for a theme park. But, like, the, the harder I think about it, like, it's, it's not obvious to me what to do with it, to be, to be honest. Whereas, like, for Harry Potter and Avatar, I'm not, I don't want to ind- indicate that they're, they were easy to do, but I know exactly how I would do those, and it's pretty much exactly what they built. Yeah, and you know what to expect. Like, yeah. I, as a guest, I, I when I think about the Avatar project, I know exactly what it's going to be like walking yeah. into there. Those, I, can those just, projects, I, I, just, I can visualize it completely. Yeah, those projects aren't easy, but they are obvious. Uh-huh. Yes. And uh-huh. it, uh, Star Wars seems like it's going to be obvious, but actually isn't at all. Most of it, surprise, is built around wars, which happen like mm-hmm. a very fast pace mm-hmm. that are not well they're not visually appealing it's just a yeah. thing that happens it's an event well, Star Wars is really character driven and the places are really secondary and Avatar is the opposite where the place is the most important thing Yeah and Harry Potter's a, a combination of the two Yeah yeah cuz you do have really interesting locations and and scenarios but the characters are pretty interesting as well yeah. So it really and, and and Star Wars is kind of funny because the the best parts of Star Wars happen during a battle or inside something. It's almost never outside, mm-hmm. almost never. You know. Yeah. Now I they're, could, always, they're always just going from they're going from A to B whenever they're outside. You know. I mean, I'm just spitballing ideas here, but the Death Star 
is one of the cooler places in that's the one place sure. i really want to go for yeah. sure now, if they could build a death star that i could walk around okay, okay two, there's two things i can think of i want to walk around the death star i want to walk around in the millennium falcon yep yeah totally oh. <laughs> you hit the yeah. nail on the and head and that's but the, those things are joined i mean that is that is a possibility i mean yeah. uh, just again just spitballing but you could walk through the Grauman's Chinese Theater and be in the Death Star, right? Mm-hmm, you yeah. could just be in the Death Star, and that would be awesome. And plan is to escape. Why not? And so the Millennium Falcon is, is like, in the bay, so you have to get to it. And I think that there is some sort of attraction that you can build around that. You could do the free-roaming vehicles built around that. Uh-huh. Sure. You could. I'm assuming the Moss Eisley land will have a, a port where the Millennium Falcon is sitting there. It's just a guess. But oh, yeah. I'm assuming that will, it will be there. And I, I think that's a very safe assumption. I don't know if you'd be able to walk around in it. Well, that would be like Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. Just do it. Sounds great. Yeah. No, I, I, would, I would love that. But the, 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 the nice thing is, is the studios is, is, is in such dire straits that... It'll be really easy for them to gouge out more area for something. Like I guarantee you that they'd bulldoze the streets of America immediately for you know because they can move this the spectacle of lights. That's no big deal. That doesn't have to be there. I I, I hear that they're retheming it or, or rebranding it anyway. So, Are they going to redo Fantasmic to be all Star Wars themed? I doubt it. <laughs> Are they going to Are they going to retheme Tower of Terror? No, no, no. <laughs> My fear is that. This is not a huge. I bet this is not Disney's biggest fear, but it's one of my fears. Is the park will actually make less sense when this is over? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I guess probably. The, that's the idea. Is that they're going to try to make it into just a theme park? Just they'll, to... they'll well, they'll make it into a more compelling place to go. I mm-hmm. totally believe they'll do that. But as a as a place, it'll be like yeah, this weird uh, uh, mashup of Hollywood and Tatooine. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and that that does concern me. I still yeah. like our idea of, of making sort of the, the crossroads of the world sort of the hub, and then you, you just go off and there's different sort of eras of movie making, perhaps, or different genres of movie making. And that all makes sense to me. You can there's have lots the, of ways to do it, I think. You could have animation, you could have classic Hollywood, you could have science fiction, you could, you know, and all that. If you did that, then that's easy. Star Wars could exist in science fiction, no problem. You know, or maybe right. it's action adventure or whatever. So you or Louis' idea is just all the studios are centered around the center of the park, and you yeah. just, you you enter the Lucasfilm studio, mm-hmm. quote unquote, and then you're in Tatooine. Makes sense too. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's perfect. But but they're Which not. I think works. I don't think they're going to do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they are either. Yeah, and it's what's really going to be hard is how to deal with that because that park, it's not going to be easy to close like DCA was. You know, they're going to have to close off a significant portion of that park for a long time, you know. And what's that part? Like, I feel like they should just close it up completely and then reopen it, you know, because it's going to be that crippled. Oh, I don't think it's going to lose that much. I I mean, it's let's see. It would lose. It probably lose Star Tours just because it. It, it'll be well. They could build a path to Star Tours. I bet if they yeah. really, they could build to. a walled path to Star Wars for the time being. That's true. They could close it off for a few months while they do the theming in front of that area. That's true. And maybe the stunt show will be closed down for a while, possibly. Yeah. Because I mean, I thought I would have figured that was going away, but Jim Hill claimed it's absolutely going to stay. Oh, that's good because it's great. I like I like that show. It's a it's a fun show. So we'll see. I think it's not going to be that detrimental to the park during the construction i mean it'll 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 be weird but yeah. it, it will it'll be okay it's gonna be like three attractions 
between Tower Terror and it's Rock and it's Coaster. three attractions right now. Let's be honest. <laughs> That's pretty true. They're not gonna they're not gonna lose anything. It's Tower Terror, Star Tours, and Rock and Roller Coaster. Yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, and Toy Story Mania. Yeah. So four. So four. now Avatar. I can sort of imagine what the attractions might be. There's like probably one where you're flying around in a dragon. Yep. Uh, I've seen concept concept drawings of like a boat ride going through the nighttime forest uh-huh. of Pandora, and those sound great. Although to be honest, I'm more excited about just walking around the place than I am yeah. about the attractions. Me and I, again, because there's going to be some simulator stuff, and I think the simulator stuff just doesn't excite me. I, I I'm a little bit more excited about it just because I think it's going to be built off of Soren Tech, which I of all the Sims, I, I like that one the best. I think it's the mm-hmm. only one that's actually successful for me. Mm-hmm. And have even... you been on the new Star Tours? I have. I thought it was. Okay. I thought it was okay. I didn't. I mean, I have the same problem with every traditional simulator ride, regardless of its quality. So the you know the the, the Star Trek one at at, uh, at the Hilton in Las Vegas and right. Star Tours are identical for me in a lot of ways. The new Star Tours improved it a lot for me. I it's feel like better. The three D because I've not, I've not been a huge fan. I was never a huge fan of it before, but the three D is really good. Yeah, and that it doesn't repeat itself yep. makes a huge difference, and so I actually kind of like it now. Yeah, I I do like the trend that that Disney's sort of going toward where. Where uh, your experience is randomized, and yeah. like, and this is actually what I hope they do with the with the uh, the new Soren technology, the new Soren reboot. When that once they get, finally uh, mothball the California theme, is that there's just a whole bunch of themes or scenes from all around the world, sure. and every time you ride, you get six of them, you know, and yeah. there's like fifty, and so it, just rewritability of that thing will be insane, and I hope they do it because it's easy to do, right. One thing I am excited for for Avatar Land is I think that the in park characters will be really interesting mm. because they can. So you, you've been at at, uh, at Animal Kingdom and encountered Divine, haven't you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's going to be a little like that, where they're sort of walking on sort of stilts that look like legs, and because you can really do a lot with that to really think, sort, of sort of freak somebody out a little bit, and because they they they've got to be like eight feet tall, you know? Well, do they? Well, sure, because that's how big they are in the movie. So I, I guarantee you, Jim Cameron's making them make them eight feet tall. <laughs> Tinkerbell is life size. <laughs> <laughs> sure, this is not the same thing. Yeah, is it? Is it though? If you if like, you saw a, if you saw a five foot two Avatar character, you would be like, like what? what the hell? Well, is yeah, this? no, no, yeah. don't get me wrong. I think they'll definitely cast taller people, but I think it's probably asking too much to say that they're all on stilts. I bet you money they're on. Okay, stilts. I, I bet what they'll do. Is that they'll do animatronic characters that can interact with you. They don't walk around. They're on horseback or something Uh like that. Um, They might try and do some clever things where people are on stilts, but I don't know that it'll actually be the Navi characters. Mm -hmm. But I think that will be kind of an amazing moment when you see this ten foot tall alien staring at you. Yeah, and they'll want they'll want to preserve that. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this: If they're doing Avatar two and three. It is very likely they could introduce characters that are our height. That are sure. that are hybrids. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't sure. it sure. doesn't seem it doesn't seem totally out of the realm of possibility that because James Cameron is so involved and he understands that you need to have people like walking around with you, that that could be possible. Yeah. It's I mean, look, I'm not doubting Avatar Land, but when they when I saw that video where they got all really excited about it and they were almost showing you something the one thing they actually showed was fiber optics and they're like we're doing all sorts of crazy new things and they show fiber optics i'm like "Eh." 
So I'm not thinking that they're going to go too crazy on it. <laughs> Got it all at Spencer Gifts. Now, the concept art looks really good, I have to say. That uh-huh. It has the floating sure. islands and stuff like that. So I'm, How are they going to do that? Magic. Magic. First perspective. Well, because they 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 can do it. They just you just preserve the sight lines of the guest, so you don't you cannot see uh, the support structure. The support structure is all hidden in vines and stuff. You know how like when you see those floating islands, all those vines that are sort of hanging down. Yeah, well, they can very easily build those vines as the support structure, and then you build the islands around them. Sure, but it ha- I mean, it still has to be a really big support structure. Yeah, if that is cool, it will blow people's minds. Yeah. If that yeah. looks really neat, I mean, so that's a real opportunity. If they can somehow pull that off, especially if they make the move slightly, unlike the yeah, unlike the yeah. dragon at uh, Diagon Alley. <laughs> right, I still don't get. I haven't seen that, but I still. I mean, I've seen photos. I still don't get why there's a static dragon yeah. on top of that building. My my only my only idea there is just because they knew it would break. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it seems it's, like a it's bad, out, it's it seems like of, a, a weird misstep. Actually, it's out in the it's out on the elements, and sooner or later that dragon was going to break, and then it wouldn't move anyway. So right. they made it not move. It's so like the, not it's like so the Yeti. put it there. Yeah, the dragon is not there. Yeah, I would have put the dragon inside and made him move inside. Anyway, yep. I I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. yeah, right now I'm not I'm not believing it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm just hoping they surprise. I'm hoping they do a kind of amazing job with it. And yeah. So, from what I've heard, that they they have nailed the floating islands. So, if that's true, then I think it's going to be a success. And I and if they've nailed the bioluminescence at night, then it's a massive success because that stuff is awesome. And that could yeah. be that could be just I I can imagine that, and I can imagine how just amazingly beautiful it would be. Yeah. And that'll make Avatar uh, uh, Animal Kingdom a place to go at night, which I I've wanted. Period, because I've never actually seen that park in the dark. I've <laughs> never heard you say that you wanted to go to Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I say it every time. <laughs> I'm so, this is literally one thing that I've wanted forever just because I like, I love the visuals of that park so much. Well, they always spun the story like we can't open it at night. The animals, the animals have to go to bed. Yeah. Apparently, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. It's just they close it because there's no, because it empties out at three o'clock. Well, I, I think it's true that this, I think they have to, they do have to close down the safari ride at night. Yeah. Uh, and so with with that gone, I think they feel like they don't have enough of a park, maybe. Mm-hmm. So so will will Avatar Land be the first new land that will open with my Magic Plus? Yeah, it will. I well didn't I heard a rumor that Star Wars Land might open before Avatar Land? That it's oh man, fast track. Oh man, <laughs> because Avatar Land is is somewhat hamstrung by the sequels. Yep. Which don't start coming out until 2016, I think, yeah. or um, maybe 2017, because I think they want it to come out. They don't want to beat the sequels out. I yep. think that would probably be a dumb idea. But what happens if the sequels come out and they flop? Yeah, I think <laughs> I, uh, I think that that that's a risk. Yeah, I don't but think it's like I, think I don't it's, think it's likely though. I, I don't think it's likely. I, I mean, honey, yeah, I, I shrunk ourselves. I I think <laughs> I think that. There's there's one thing that has been true of Jim Cameron the entire his entire career is whenever anybody doubts him about anything, he proves them wrong so hard that they shut up in the past. You know sequels like like everything he's done like like no matter they're like, like oh sequels? he's not gonna well, Terminator Ti- two Titan- Terminator Titanic, two I was like Titanic had a bad rap and I was yeah. like this movie's gonna suck and I was blown away when I saw it. and too. then Avatar this movie's gonna suck. And I was blown away when I saw Me it. Me too. Totally. I, yeah. was, I was not that skeptical about Titanic, but I was totally skeptical about Avatar. I was like, ah, 
I don't know. I hope this is good. This, you know, but I, and I was blown away. Even though it's exactly the same story as Dances with Wolves, I did not care. Well, it helps that I like Dances with Wolves, but <laughs> I, I didn't care because it was it was executed to a level that made it its own thing, way way beyond what Dances with Wolves pulled off. You know? Yeah, I just watched it two nights ago uh, for the first time in like five years, and. I was totally impressed. Yeah, it, was, it holds up. It was up. very, very good. It holds up. Even Parker came up when I was watching it one night, and she was like, what are you watching? And I was like, Avatar. And she sat down and was enthralled. She's like, this movie is beautiful. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's, you did a pretty good job, didn't they? This is something that um, that I thought of the other day. It made me very sad because I realized that the sign that says Avatar Land will be in Papyrus. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> It's hamstrung forever. 